Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. Spinebuster Sports presents The Feast, hosted by Sox Sanchez. Everybody, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the feast brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. As always, I am Socks the Sanchez. Next to me is Hound Cake. What up, party people? Hope everybody's having a great, great. Hope everybody had a great week this past week. Kyle, how you doing, sir? Well, Socks, needless to say, if I still drink, I'd be at the bar right now. That's fair. Uh, if you didn't know, Kyle is a big Packers and Notre Dame fan. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Kyle, fancy football. How did uh, your team do this week? I think we already covered how I felt about football socks. I'd still be drinking if I drank. Yeah. Uh, who'd you play week one in fancy? Uh, I don't know. Whoever Dave Blitzcraig is. That'd be me. <laughs> Crushed his ass. I uh, had a great week in fantasy football. Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about some our favorite sports movies of all time. For dessert, Kyle will probably talk about some Notre Dame and Green Bay football and how much he's got a big smile on his face. As an appetizer today, we're going to have a new segment called Talk to the Hand, which we talk about Michigan sports and entertainment over the past week. Uh, with that being said, um, I have a trivia question for you, Kyle. It's a Jeopardy question. Shoot. 2021 week one, which team did the New Orleans Saints completely beat their ass? Uh, I believe that'd be the Green Bay Packers, Sox. That is incorrect. It is who is the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> Kyle? Uh, rough week for Green Bay. Uh, looking, Kyle watched, rewatched the game last night. It's not like it was just um, any you know one particular fault. It looked like the whole team was not on the same page at all. Uh, like I said, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Kyle's going to have a big... I'm sure like a 10-minute rant about this later. Uh, let's start this um, Talk to the Hand segment. Talk to the Hand. Talk to the left because you know you ain't right. Uh, Kyle, you want to start it off, bud? All right. MSU football on Saturday. MSU 42, Youngstown State 14. For the second week in a row, Michigan State scores on the first play from scrimmage. Jaden Reed goes 75 yards on a pass from Peyton Thorne for a touchdown. Putting MSU up 7-0, one play into the game. Uh, later on, after a Thorn touch, a 10-yard touchdown run, early in the second quarter, Thorn connects with Reed again on an 85-yard touchdown reception. And then after that, MSU's defense clamped down, only allowing for three Youngstown offensive drives for over 30 yards, and MSU rolls 42-14 to against Youngstown State. You know, MSU has yet to really be tested, I feel like, and... In the upcoming weeks, we'll probably see really find out what that football team is all about. Who did they play this week? Youngstown State. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Don't give it a shit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. yeah it does. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. All right, Sox, I think you're going to hit MSU or U of M football. U of M football played Washington over the weekend. Uh, Maze out at Michigan Stadium. We 
pounded the pig skin down their throat, which is a nice feeling. Something that, you know, old Michigan football is all about. It makes me a little bit nervous, though, that we were 8 for 15 for, what, 44 yards passing, throwing the ball. Uh, being a situation, well, maybe, yeah, Washington was a little overrated to start the year. However, you're playing a team like Washington. I thought we should uh, utilize that opportunity to kind of see what McNamara is all about, throw the ball. You know, situationally, it doesn't have to be crazy, but... You know, he's got to be put to the test at some point. Why not get him integrated right away? Michigan secondary makes me nervous a little bit. However, front line or front seven with Ross in the linebacker core and uh, uh, Hutchinson is a beast on defense. Good sign there. Like I said, pound the rock. You know, it's Michigan football. I like that. I just think moving forward, they, uh, they should have prepared themselves and threw the ball a little bit more just because at some point they're going to have to. Are we going to be clutch enough when we have to do it? Is it going to be make make that situation happen? That's the one thing. You know, it's week two. Good start for Michigan football. Uh, it still makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I know all Michigan fans are going to be happy about the fact that Ohio State did lose uh, this it, past it was That was a huge double win, yeah. yeah. Ohio State, any time Ohio State loses, you know, quack, 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 quack. It was awesome. All right. Uh, in the world of Michigan basketball news, we had a little uh, celebration for – the man Ben Wallace going in the Hall of Fame this week. Big so Ben got inducted. Uh, the cool thing for me was seeing the rest of the starting five for the Detroit Pistons team show up and honor him with him. You know, Ben won what four defensive MVPs or defensive player of the year awards. The one year he did not win it is when they won the championship, believe it or not, which is crazy. Fun stat for me, and part of the reason I want to bring this up is Ben Wallace is the only player in history to have more blocks than fouls and more steals than turnovers, which is a crazy stat that blows my mind. That is insane. Uh, definitely one of probably the best, you know, maybe besides Matumbo starting moving forward and Dwight Howard after the fact. But Ben Wallace was a beast, had a lot of heart and soul. Definitely made the Pistons tick. And what, like I said, what I like about the, everybody showing up is everybody knew their role. They all had, all had each other's backs, and that's what made that team great, that nobody was a superstar player. We beat the shit out of the Lakers in five games. We won every quarter of that series except two. Yeah, and even fourth even, quarter and overtime in game two. Yeah, yeah, even even game two, they we technically you know won that game. Well, not technically, but you get what I'm saying. We won that game emotionally for sure. Then moving forward, uh, Red Wing hockey is right around the corner this weekend. Uh, starting on the 16th, they start their prospect camp in Traverse City, their annual prospect tournament there couple names to look forward to possibly long-term uh, this season, Lucas Raymond, Chase Pearson, Bergeron. Uh, Pascal Zito is a late-round pick this year. Uh, look for him to kind of make an impact. He did not play any hockey last year. That's why he was a late-round pick. But keep an eye on him. Jerry McKasick and Wyatt Newpower on defense. Keep an eye on those prospects. And Sebastian Kosa, who we drafted in the first round this year, is also uh, playing in this tournament. Not that he's going to be on the Red Wings anytime soon, but just a couple of guys to keep an eye on, especially Raymond. Uh, I don't think I mentioned Joe Valeno. Good thing about Joe Valeno, he did play five games last year, scored a goal on May 7th. May 7th is my birthday, so he should have a good long career in the NHL, hopefully. Hopefully we'll see him on the big club, maybe see Raymond on the big club. So a couple guys to keep your eye on moving forward. Tournament lasts all weekend, and uh, moving you know, sometime this couple, next couple weeks, we'll I'll do a Detroit Red Wings preview. Uh, so that is... Michigan sports. Yeah, in other Michigan sports news, Western Michigan University beats Illinois State 28 to nothing on Com University night here in Kalamazoo. A good win for Western, first game at home, and hopefully we'll see some big things going for them as they get into MAC play. 
We will be right back with our favorite sports movies of all time. Booyah. Enjoying the feast? Please like us on Facebook by searching Spinebuster Sports, and also please subscribe on YouTube. Appreciate your support. Welcome back, everybody. Sox here for the feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. Just want to let everybody know that we are on iTunes. Spotify and Google Play. We're actually listed on all major podcasting platforms, Sox. So check it out. What time do we usually drop? Drop 8 a.m. on Tuesdays. Nice. Dig it. So continue to listen. Appreciate your feedback. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff moving forward. You know, heavy sports season coming up, so we should have a lot of fun content for everybody. Today, for the meat and potatoes segment, we're doing our favorite sports movies of all time. Just want to give everybody a heads up right away that uh, Million Dollar Baby will not be on my list. So if you're thinking of some serious bullshit type of thing, you're tuning into the wrong show. Balls of Fury also will not be on my list, sucks. Ooh, that's, I forgot about that one. That's honorable mention for sure. <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja? I mean, come on. <laughs> Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Oh, I forgot about that one. <coughs> Macho. Yeah, we're diving deep into a subject we enjoy very much. Uh, you know, sports movies are great. You know, they uh, motivate people. They are, can be lighthearted. You know, um, just great all around. You know, there's a lot of movies that we're going to talk about today that, uh, for those of you who don't know, me and Sox used to live together, and there were just some movies that you just stopped and watched if they were on TV, and we're going to talk about some of those today. Uh, movies like Die Hard and... Con Air. Wrong, wrong topic, sorry. Wrong topic. All right, I'm going to give you my 10 through 6 of my favorite sports movies. Number 10, I'm going to go with Cool Runnings, starring John Candy. Number 9, great comedy film that me and Sox enjoy, Dodgeball, an underdog story. Number 8, I decided to go with Major League, the best thing to come out of Cleveland since Bird and Kosar. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> number seven, The Mighty Ducks. And then number six for me is The Sandlot. Right. You know, a lot of movies that I watched growing up outside of Dodgeball. Um, you know, just good, wholesome movies. The Sandlot was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I loved playing baseball. You know, me and a bunch of neighborhood kids would play out in the yard almost every day. And The Sandlot just, you know, takes you back, takes me back to this day, just out there Throwing the ball around with some neighborhood friends and having a grand old time. Hitting the stick. Hitting the, always hitting the stick, Sox. I dig that list, Kyle. Cake. Kyle Cake. Uh, I, I want to throw an honorable mention out just because there's a funny story with it. Angels in the Outfield. Just because our buddy TK used to hide all our poner tapes in there growing up. So there's never really Angels in the Outfield in that case. Would you be, would you be talking about the one and only hot dog neck? Yes, <laughs> that is that should be copyrighted. He we're gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> He's gonna be so mad. He's gonna be so mad. We're gonna have to pay him. Uh, ten through six for me. Uh, I have and there's kind of no particular order. I kind of jumbled these. This is a way harder list than I really thought it would be when we first talked about this. We talked about this what two months ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number ten, I have Mighty Ducks, the franchise there. Sandlot number nine, Mystery Alaska number eight. Happy Gilmore at number seven, which, you know, potentially that could be higher. Well, like I said, I threw this together. And uh, I have Semi-Pro just because Frint, the, the Michigan Mega Bowl, baby. 
Uh, Mighty Ducks, I grew up playing hockey. It was a great franchise. You, you learned a lot about leadership. You learned a lot about um, redeeming yourself as far as Bombay, you know, getting the DUI and all that stuff, taking care of kids. He grew up as an adult. Uh, he, you know, as a child in that movie, he, you know, hit the post and, you know, what was me and all that kind of stuff. Sandlot, same type of deal, playing playing uh, baseball, palling around with your friends. Mystery Alaska, uh, Hot Dog Neck and I used to play pond hockey together, so there's some, that relationship there with that movie. I love hockey. Happy Gilmore, one of the funniest movies of all time. And then, uh, what did I say, Semi-Pro, you, you can't top Will Ferrell on his bullshit. Yeah, Sox, I agree with Mighty Ducks. You know, not only did Mighty Ducks spawn three movies in their franchise, they also spawned a cartoon mm -hmm. and had an NHL franchise named after their movie. Yeah, it was great timing, great great, great part on Disney to make that all that happen at once. Uh, quack, 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 Mr. Duckworth. <laughs> Absolutely, Sox. And I also wanted to touch a little bit on Dodgeball, one of the most quotable movies on my list. There Dodgeball, so many great quotes, whether we're talking about if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, uh, that'll buy you one hell of a blumpkin. Ben Stiller in that, oh yeah, the, the, the commentators, yeah. Oh, Jason Bateman and Gary Cole play such great roles in that movie, and specifically Jason Bateman playing a role that is completely unlike any other role he's ever played. And Ben Stiller, my favorite part in that movie is when uh, he gets... Slammed in the face on the, her front porch, and he hops on the scooter and does the middle finger. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Exactly. It's also great. Uh, there's Easter eggs in this movie. You know, Ben Stiller plays a character that actually he played a couple or years before this in Heavyweights, Heavy yeah. Disney movie, which was one of my favorite <laughs> movies as a kid. Uh, There's a part of him in Happy Gilmore as the... Oh, as the orderly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, your fingers hurt? Well, now your back's going to hurt because somebody pulled landscaping duty. Yeah, he's a, he's a quote machine. Uh, ben Stiller runs that movie for sure. I also think that uh, Cool Runnings is a very underrated film. Like We all watched know, it. We all have seen it. You know, everyone knows the story of the Jamaican bobsled team. He's and, a cheater. And the cheater John Candy in the movie. That one's just, that's a great family film. Like, I'm going to probably, me and my daughter will probably sit down and watch that one day, you know, so I can get her all pumped up for sports and whatnot, since there is no doubt in my mind she will be playing sports. Yeah, that's you know, another situation where the team has a lot of pride and changes the way of their coach to become a better coach all that good stuff i did quotations there people can't see that uh john candy in that movie one of his last movies before he died i believe too mm -hmm. yeah gone too early that's for sure all right we're gonna be right back with our five through two picks for best sports movies ever listening to us on youtube hit the subscribe button Welcome back, you dirty Harrys, to the feast. Brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. Socks here with Pound Cake. Talking, oh, oh. talking about our top ten favorite sports movies of all time. We went through ten through six on each of our lists. Dabbled a little bit about those. We're going to do five through two. Kyle, would you like to start again? Sure. Number five, I have a movie that Socks talked about. Mine's Happy Gilmore. Such a great film. Uh, very quotable. 
you know, Carl Weathers is very underrated in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Lee Trevino, very underrated. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Kevin Nealon. Hey, there's a, there's some glass over there. There's a piece. <laughs> oh, look, we're just trying to find this, uh, all the pieces broken beer bottle. Uh, classic movie, you know, uh, came out when I was in high school. Loved it. That's when Adam Sandler was just the man. He was churning out great film after great film after great film, and then grown-ups happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four on my list, I have Rocky. Sylvester Stallone wrote and starred in probably the most critically acclaimed movie on this list. Rocky, Rocky is loosely based on a boxing match between Chuck Wetner and Muhammad Ali. Rocky plays an aging boxer chosen by the champion to fight for the championship in his hometown of Philadelphia. It's a great movie to get you all psyched up, get you ready to go, you know, ready to just lay it down on some people. Yeah, I had Rocky on my list, and I actually forgot about them, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, solid movie, Team America, yeah. all, that, all that good stuff. You know, running through the streets of Philadelphia, punching sides of beef in a freezer. Yeah. The Yo Adrian. The, un- the whole story of being Yo Adrian. A- the whole story of being an underdog. Yeah. Sells. And it seems to be, that seems to also be a theme with our best sports movies list. Typically, yeah. Typically, it's underdog movies, you know, uh, against all odds coming together. I must break you. (laughs) Coming together and uh, doing the, what everybody thinks is impossible. Uh, Number three on this list, I have a movie that I haven't seen in a very long time, and Socks was the one that reminded me of it was Caddyshack. Mm. Just a great, great comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Ted Knight. You know, great golf movie, The Gopher, or Hedgehog, or whatever the hell that thing is. One of my favorite parts in the movie is when uh, Chevy Chase has the girl over, and he's got those bottles of whatever everywhere, mm-hmm. and he puts the cap on and shakes it up, and he takes off the bottle cap like it's like ooh, ah, like just like it was totally fresh i used to do that as a bartender all the time and nobody got that reference it's one of my favorite things that and when uh, bill murray says he's going to clean up around here he gets the leaf blower and starts blowing all the shit in his little uh shed area uh, a lot of good quotes you know anybody that's ever played golf and you were putting and nobody ever screamed noon into you um you're not doing it right that is correct, Socks. You know, great, just great comedy movie. Um, and I, that's why I have that above Happy Gilmore as well because it was, you know, golf wise. It was the, you know, that was probably one of the first like, you know, over the top comedy yeah. type sports movies. Did you know that Chevy Chase and Bill Murray did not get along? I can fully believe that. Yeah, there was a thing on SNL back in the day when Chevy Chase came back to host one time. They literally got in a brawl like three minutes before he had to come out on stage for his monologue. <laughs> Is that wild? I feel like I heard something about or read something. But they've about reconciled, that. I guess, over time is. Well, that's good. You know, time heals most wounds. So. Yeah. Well, for the most uh, part. And then my number two movie is one of those movies that we talked about earlier. That every time it was on TV, no matter where it was at in the movie, we would stop and watch it. Me, socks, and uh, our boy Yo Yo. Remember and the that Titans. Is remember yeah. the Titans. You know, uh, takes place uh, in the the early 70s in Virginia with uh, all-white school and all-black school merging together. Denzel Washington plays Coach Herman Boone that takes over for uh, as the head coach after the two schools integrated and is tasked with bringing this team together. You know, it's a 
spectacular movie on all accounts. You know, it kind of kind of an underdog story, kind of, you know, the human emotions and just just a great movie all around. Like it does not matter where you, where it's at in that movie, I will stop and watch it anytime I see it on. Um, it's a good uh, it's a good movie to watch with people growing up, um, just to know how you know it's got history in there yeah. with everybody getting together, equality, still oh. something that we're fighting today. Yeah, and just you know the things of him teaching the players not only to get along with each other but how to become men. Exactly making making these players through the movie better people throughout the movie, bringing a town together. Yes, you never thought you know and. Everything's going all great, and every you know everything's all hunky dory, and then Gary Vertier's in a car accident, and the movie pulls at your heartstrings. Uh, you know, it, such a great last play of their state championship football game, a play that no one ever saw coming, and just a great movie. Sunshine, <laughs> sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> just a great movie all around. One of my favorites, probably. Somewhere, I'm not going to say in my top 10 favorite movies of all time, but definitely probably my top 20. And yeah, I no, nothing but great things to say about Remember the Titans. It's a great movie. Yeah. Socks, you want to hit your five through two? Yeah, we've hit a couple of them already. Uh, number five, I've t- as much as I love NASCAR, Kyle, uh, Talladega Nights. I'm sorry that Days and Thunder did not make my list. But Talladega Nights, the bananas of everything in that movie, uh, with Sasha oh, Baron Cohen's God. French... Uh, IndyCar racing coming into the NASCAR, that whole situation. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Just every that, that movie is bananas. One of my favorite movies of all time. Very, you know, any Will Ferrell that you have is a very quotable movie. I think that's one of his his best ones, sports wise. Oh, shake, <laughs> shake and bake. Uh, I have that number five, number four. I have Slapshot, one of my favorite hockey movies of all time. Uh, everybody should. That was a movie that got a lot of mentions on our uh, Facebook post about this episode, Sox. Yeah, uh, if you, most everybody knows who the Hanson brothers are. Uh, that One of my favorite scenes is the national anthem scene when the ref comes up to him and he's like, I don't want any bullshit out of you guys. And he's like, I'm listening to effing song! One of my favorite, <laughs> favorite lines of all time. Uh, great movie, great hockey movie. It's about a team in Kansas City. Um, broke. You know, figured it out, but just more comedy than Paul, anything. Paul, Paul Newman, Newman movie, Paul right? Newman, and uh, um, Ralphie's mom from Christmas Story. Okay, yeah, a little Christmas story. A little Christmas there. story there. Uh, number where were we three? Yes. Number three, I have Caddyshack. We, we went Both there. Both Caddyshack number three. I flipped them, yeah, on the fly. Number two, we'd already talked about this one too. I had dodgeball, just because the the hilarious. You know, I'm a comedy guy. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. So we talked about those, and that was a good part of that. Next up, we're going to talk about our number one favorite sports movie of all time on each of our list. Once again, we appreciate you listening. Join us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, you dirty hairy. Thanks for joining us today. We're back with The Feast, brought to you by Spinebuster Sports, and we're ready to unveil our number one sports movies of all time. Socks, what's your number one? Kyle, can you guess? Uh, Blades of Glory. No, that was an honorable mention. I was cutting gonna, Edge. I was, yeah, <laughs> several people mentioned Cutting Edge, which is bananas to me. 
A uh, couple of honorable mentions I have is uh, Draft Day, Rookie of the Year. Oh, Draft Day. Field of Dreams. We still watch Draft Day almost every year, the day of our fantasy football draft, because it's such a great quotable uh, movie. If I don't, if I don't call somebody a pancake eating motherfucker once a once a year, it's. Do you know who that guy was? Socks. Who? <laughs> it was Bryce Drew Socks. Bryce Drew. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The security guard? Or the head of security? <laughs> no, he went to the guy's birthday party. Yeah, he's like, get it out. Uh, Miracle, Replacements, Hoosiers. I think those are kind of my... Uh, Little Giants? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. So, uh, number one, I have Major League. One of my favorite, favorite movies of all time. I You know, everybody likes the first one, and I respect that. My favorite is actually number two. I think Rube Baker, the rookie catcher in that movie, is one of the most priceless characters of all time. And then the, the Asian outfielder with the no marbles thing. Uh, no marbles. Oh, it just that movie makes. I will. I can watch that movie on repeat. Besides Ace Ventura, I can probably quote that movie number two to Ace Ventura for me. Uh, just one of the funniest movies of all time in my book. And this coming from a guy who absolutely hates the city of Cleveland. Uh, that, that's 100%. And that's the same with draft day. I was like, why does, why does Cleveland get all this cool crap? Well, it's just because. They what suck. else do they have? They, they suck. They like Bernie Kosar. Yeah. Oh, not this. Not a song again. <laughs> that's a good one, Sox. One of my favorite movies. Uh, can't, forget about Ricky, movies. can't forget about Ricky Vaughn, though. Oh, you and can't Wild Thing. Wild Thing, man. Wild Thing. The Wild Thing. And the glasses. And the dom- Was it the Dominator? We call that the we call that the masturbator. Too high. Too high. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Yeah. For him. And him. Yeah. Dad, Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. Oh man. Fly yeah. ball. <laughs> caught. Nice little bit of trivia. John Moxley in AEW uses the Wild Thing music as his entrance music, and I think of Major League every time. Yeah, he should be coming. He should come out with a skull skull glasses and a vest for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Sox. My number one movie. What are some of my favorite things? Uh, pub servers, Green Bay Packers, Austin Jackson, pro wrestling, pro wrestling, and Notre Dame football. And socks. Notre Dame football. My number socks. one movie is Rudy. Wonderful. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. This movie has a lot of great memories for me on a lot of different levels. Um, my grandfather took me to see this movie the weekend it opened in theaters. Uh, he was a huge Notre Dame fan. He's the reason I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Um, just a great, probably one of the greatest underdog stories ever told. You know, a kid has a dream to go to the University of Notre Dame and play football. Always told he would never make it. Was too small. Uh, goes to South Bend, enlists at St. Mary's University, try to get his grades up, ends up getting uh, getting into Notre Dame, plays on the practice team for a couple years. Was his family in like the steel mill or something like that? Yeah, uh, something like that. And just the my favorite scene from the movie, other than the final scene when Rudy gets the sack and is carried off the field, is uh, the scene where he's accepted to Notre Dame. It's set against the lake at Notre Dame, he sits on a bench, opens it, the music is great, they pan across, it's a very emotional uh, moment for Mr. Sean Astin in the movie, and it, I don't know how you can't love this movie, like regardless if you're a Notre Dame fan or not, 
one of my top favorites, probably going to be in my top ten of favorite movies of all time, you know, which is weird because it's scattered around a bunch of Quentin Tarantino films. But just a top to bottom, great feel-good story. Are you done? I am. Rudy. Rudy. I, I'm so excited for him that he got a sack. I'm so excited for him. he made a tackle on special teams. But I feel like he did so much more when he got that house out of foreclosure. When him and One-Eyed Willie he got the gold from One-Eyed Willie's ship. He did so much better as a kid than he did it as a as a college athlete, Kyle. Yes, and he did great things as an adult. If you remember the movie Fifty First Dates, and he was a great, great Hobbit. He was a spectacular Hobbit. But he was the Lord of the Rings, Ox. <laughs> he was the Lord of the Rings. But yeah, good for him for making a sack and a tackle and all this. Yay! Well, that's funny. I was expecting you to say talk about how he was offsides. Yeah, <laughs> I could have brought that up, but that kind of close to my heart in high school football, so I don't like to bring those stories up. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Can you tell I'm disappointed in Kyle's number one choice? Everybody else should be too. I mean, I don't know why anyone's surprised. Everyone knows my love for Notre Dame, and I'll get into that in our next segment. Yes, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. The Catfish Blanco Recycling Center. We kick all the boxes. Men and Ranch Strip Club. It's healthier than depression. Ron Caputo Meat Tenderizer. I beat your meat so you don't have to. Welcome back, everybody, to the feast brought to you by Spine Buster Sports. Spine Buster Sports. Spine Buster Sports. We're going to harmonize eventually. Uh, quick thing I want to add. Uh, I forgot to mention Waterboy. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, Waterboy is rock solid. Something else I wanted to add. Now it just left my brain. Kyle. Men and Ranch. Oh, Men and Ranch. Oh, yeah, everybody that's looking, <laughs> listening to her promotional ads there. Uh, the Men and Ranch Strip Club did close about 10 years ago on Drake Road, so if everybody's looking for that, that is, is not open. It is better than depression. It is better than depression. It was That's why we all came out of it alive back then. Yeah, luckily. Uh, today, for dessert, uh, we're going to talk, Kyle is going to talk about some angst against Green Bay Packers and Notre Dame football. I will give it to him. I'm going to lay down and watch, watch him sweat and cry a little bit. All right, Sox. I'm going to start today with the extremely disappointing performance that Notre Dame has put up the last two weeks. Uh, started with Florida State. You know, Florida State always puts puts on a good show against Notre Dame. Uh, I feel like if, with that game, you know, Notre Dame had to deal with a quarterback change, and Milton came in and just torched that defense. Like If Milton for Florida State starts that entire game, I feel like Florida State wins that game easily. And a lot of emotion in that game, though, because of Bobby Bowden. Yeah, a lot of emotion because of Bobby Bowden. A lot of emotion for Milton coming back after no, having a terrible leg injury three years ago. Oh. Doctors never thought he would make it back on the field. Yeah. So more power to him. Props to you, Milton. But then we go to this last Saturday, and Toledo comes to town, comes to South Bend. You know, I got to watch very little of the game because I was working Saturday night. But what I did see just was terrible. You know, Notre Dame opened that game, drove right down the field, scored a touchdown right off the bat, and after that, I don't know what happened. It took us all the way scoring with less than a minute left to win that game. And I feel it's Brian Kelly football, you know. When they hired Brian Kelly, I was all about it. He had come through the GBSU ranks, CMU, went to Cincinnati, 
and then went to Notre Dame. It was the job he wanted, and I was all about Brian Kelly. But it seems like in some of these tough games with Notre Dame that Brian Kelly can't get away from his own play calling. Like, Brian Kelly calls games a certain way, and he always sticks exactly to what he thinks should be going on, and it doesn't always work for Notre Dame. And you've got to start switching it up, you know. I don't expect us to go to the college football playoff once again this year, just because in two weeks, if we don't get this figured out, we are going to get slaughtered by Wisconsin, just straight destroyed by Wisconsin. But, you know, the thing about being a Notre Dame fan is everybody hates you, and you're going to get it from all sides when you're not performing. And it's like people look at me at the bar when I'm working going, oh, Notre Dame football, like not looking too strong. And I look at everybody dead in the eyes, and I go, why, is any, why am I the only person not surprised by this? I have gotten so used to Notre Dame disappointing the first couple of games of the season and for some reason showing up to almost, to big games almost all the time unless it's a college football playoff game, then they don't show up. All I can say is a win is a win. Yeah, it's you're a W. You're still 2-0. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, we dropped four spots in the rankings. We went from number 8 to number 12 after winning this weekend. Defense struggled giving up big plays. Yeah, defense definitely struggled giving up big plays. Running the ball. Yeah. They had 130-something yards on 39 carries. That's not a good average there. No. And then they did lose a, a left tackle this this week, too, off of that rebuilding yeah. offensive line. You know, some bright spots, though. Uh, tight end play looks amazing right now. Yeah. You know, uh, I do like yeah, they lock it up. somewhat of our quarterback play, but we'll see what happens with that. You know, we showed a little quarterback showed a little strength, dislocating a finger, getting it set, and then going in and throwing a touchdown pass to win the game. But if you but, give up big plays on defense and you can't run the ball, it's not good. Yeah. I just think Notre Dame fans should be ready for an extremely long season this year. We can only hope. And now to my even more disappointing Green Bay Packers. Mm. You know, we spent the entire offseason. I watch ESPN every single morning. And it, the entire offseason, all I got to That's hear, weird. I watch Fox Sports. Yeah. Oh, that is weird. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that all offseason, the only thing I heard was the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Is Aaron Rodgers going to come back to Green Bay? Is he going to retire? Is he going to be a Jeopardy host? Is he going to disappear and become a mountain man? I told you, if he's going to be pissed at the world, or is he just going to be pissed with us? Right, and it kind of seems like he's just pissed. You know, and I wish I could say that Aaron Rodgers was the problem in Green Bay. Really, what I think the problem is in Green Bay is our defense. Once again, if you watch the New Orleans Saints Green Bay Packers game on Sunday, Jameis Winston hit all the time in the world to throw. All the time in the world. He sat. There was one play I watched where he sat back in the pocket for easily a five to ten seconds, just sitting there going through his reads, trying to find out, and then uh, ran for a first down. If Green Bay cannot get their defense on point to at least stop some teams, we're going to be in for a very long season. I believe that at some point, Mister Rogers will get his head back in the game. You know, he threw first time I believe in his career that he threw two picks and. Three pass plays. It was one of the worst games I have ever personally seen him. I, I watched the tape. I didn't watch the game. I think by far it's the worst game he's ever played. Yeah, it just looked like they couldn't run the ball. You're right on defense. They gave up the run in the second half. They didn't even try. They just they, and reminder there that they played Jameis Winston. Now, you know, is it there? They making it easy. A lot of Jameis Winston throws were dumps and tick and tack and toes. Maybe a good game plan against Green Bay. Green Bay was not prepared from head coaching to coordinators to Aaron Rodgers to the whole rest of the team. Can't really put a blame on one single person there. Though all I can say is last year, New Orleans beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38-3. to Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl. And week two, Kyle, 
They play the Detroit Lions. Yeah, if we can get back on track anyway, hopefully it'll be against the Lions. That'll be on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Yeah. So we'll probably talk about that in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that in two weeks. Uh, Yeah, it's... If you're a Notre Dame fan or a Green Bay Packer fan, I feel like it's going to be a very long season unless somehow Sterling our, Sharp comes out of retirement. Sterling Sharp, Reggie White, yeah, White. comes back. Trump. Rest in peace. Yeah. The Minister of Defense. Dorsey Levins. Oh, Dorsey Levins. Mark Chamura. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Scratch Mark Chamura. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, yeah, like wah. I said, you know, it's game one. Like Aaron Rodgers said, there's still 16 games left, but if I think Green Bay. If you give it two, three, four weeks, Green Bay is going to be on fire. I think I would hope so, Rodgers it, will be gone. There goes the head coach. Green, yeah. Green Bay is going to start rebuilding. That's the court I and would And they pull. should. Yeah. And, and they should. Like, if we can't get this going by week six, and, you know, I, I listen to a lot of people talking about how great the NFC North is, how it's one of the most dominating divisions in football. I completely disagree. The NFC North is a cakewalk. We just happen to have some really bad teams. I I agree with it. I disagree with that. I, they call it the black and blue division for a reason. Always it's like the Big Ten. Everybody just beats the crap out of each other, and somebody rises from the dust. Mm-hmm. You know, if Green Bay goes on fire, who, who's going to win the NFC Central? You want to know the sad thing, Sox, is of all the NFC North teams this weekend, First, I have to say North. the Detroit Lions looks the best. And a lot of that, but a lot of that could have just been they didn't give up. You you see so many Lions teams, and, that, and that's and but you know and that's how it's always been. You know Stafford back in the day brought us the back so many fourth quarter comebacks. This is kind of a different situation. Luckily for Niners, fumbled the ball at the end there on the thirty yard line, but there was a lot of fight. You know if they have that fight in the beginning of the game, now it is San Francisco. They are a Super Bowl contending team. Great defense. Great defense. Detroit still has a lot. They need a lot more talent on defense, and they need a lot more talent on wide receiver. Thank God we have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, we ran the ball decent. We have Swift. I think Williams looked really good. He's But he's in concussion protocol. Oh, okay. And then we also lost Jeff Akuda to a torn Achilles. Yeah, I did see that you lost Akuda. That's another blow. Which our secondary is already, already wonderful as it is. So, Sox, here's my question to you. We had a little talk about this yesterday watching football at a buddy's place, but what do you see? Do you see the Lions taking a quarterback this next draft, or do you see them kind of waiting it out? Like, I don't think in, in, if you're going to be all in on either Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler coming this offseason, I say you take the quarterback. But you have three years. Dan Campbell signed a six-year contract, and I can very much see the Lions, like, taking a block, a three-year block of quarterbacks coming out in the draft. And just deciding, this is the guy we want to go after. That's the guy who's going to be our guy. Because there are so many other positions on this team that need to be fixed and taken care of. All I've wanted in the draft the last couple years has been a playmaking linebacker. I really wanted Parsons this year. I think he could be a difference maker. Um, Bush the year before, even though he did get hurt. You know, even uh, Devin White back in for Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need... need Back in the day when the Lions were okay, before I think the Joey Harrington year or during the Joey Harrington years, while we were kind of we had Dre Bly. Now he, you know, he was at the end of his steam coming out. We gave him a big contract coming out of St. Louis, but he got the ball. He was a difference maker on defense. Now he did get burned every once in a while, sure, but he got the ball for us. We have no ball hawking anybody. We have nobody that can force fumbles. You know, we we're supposed to have a decent pass rush. Okay, decent. We still gave up three hundred something yards in the air. You know, we're still not defending the run that well. 
San Francisco was a, is a high quality team, and I'm glad we had fight at the end. But I think how Dan Campbell wants to play the game, we got we have to start addressing some playmakers on defense, whether it's a, a ultimate pass rusher, like I said, a playmaking linebacker. Okuda, yeah, year two. Now he's gonna be in year three next year. You know he's gonna have a big year next year of figuring out what we're gonna do with him. Get a ball hawking safety somewhere, somewhere that can make a difference. Now on the offensive side of the ball, I think in the trenches we're okay. Yeah, I think the offensive line made some big strides. I believe Sewell is gonna be your new left tackle. Well, he's definitely more comfortable move, there. Yeah, they're gonna have to move Decker probably over to right, but more comfortable there. And you you want you know the offensive line's good. We're good for the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. Tight end, we're good. Yeah, running back. Running back, we're good. good. Quarterback, we can maintain. I'm okay with Jared Goff right now because it's a transitional period, yes. right? We need some. We, we need, need some so the so back to your question about who we draft. I talked about defensive playmakers. You know, if there's a wide receiver, that wide receiver from Clemson or Ross, mm-hmm. if he's there and we're at a certain spot, he's a burner. He can get the ball. We need we, eventually. We need to address that too. So there's a lot, a lot of needs. My only thing with taking a wide receiver that early in the draft is you can only really take a wide receiver that early if he, if you are 100% positive he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Otherwise, yeah. wide receivers taken that early always end up being busts. And, and back to my, you know, nobody, everybody gives me shit because I always want to draft, you know, a middle linebacker or something like that early. Look at all the teams that won Super Bowls. Middle linebacker is the quarterback of the defense. Ray Lewis, you know, uh, Keekley. All these, all these head honcho middle linebackers, um, Fred Warner now in uh, San Francisco. And you look at Devin White with Tampa De- Bay, Tampa Bay um, Seattle, Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner. You know these these guys are tackle Clay, everything. Green Bay, Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews, huge pass rusher. You know, mm-hmm. get you know get a get a uh, Cleo Mack. Mm-hmm. You know, get a Miles Garrett, get a Bosa, get somebody that at least at least. There's fear in the opponent saying, hey, we got to worry about, you know, the left end coming at us all day long because he's their best. We don't have any of that. We have peace. You know, we have flowers and which we overpaid for, I believe, you know, in our defense. Yeah, we got some big bodies there. Nobody's going to wow you. And Anzalone is our middle linebacker. Like, okay, great veteran there. Great leader. Still not a playmaker. No, and, you know, as me and you have both talked about, off air many times. It all starts in the trenches, both sides. And of the I ball. think I think it's a good start. Yeah, you you know, got to get some guys that pressure the quarterback and can get in the backfield, disrupt the run, and yeah, you know, right now it's a long road for Dan Campbell. I think he's saying the right things. He's you know, he is becoming that De- the city of Detroit spirit. He played there. So he, under, he understands the Detroit culture. He understands that as Detroit Lions fans, we haven't won jack shit. We haven't won a playoff game since, what, 90? 91. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and we all keep coming back as fans. We all keep coming back. We all keep coming. Even when we went 0-16, we kept coming back. We I remember that year, everybody was so excited because I'm pretty sure that year in the preseason we went 4-0. I said, that don't mean shit. And we went 0-16. We've had a lot of good coaches, a lot of good players coming in out of Detroit. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Steve Mariucci. You know, none, none of it Stafford. clicked. Bobby Ross didn't click. Stafford, we wasted talent there with Calvin Johnson all day long. You got to be higher than a draft's ass socks if you think Bobby Ross. We have we have to start nailing. Which I love Holmes because I think he's going to be a, a good eye for talent. 
especially in the draft. I hope I hope we're a team that we start building within instead of trying to overpay on the outside. We need to start nailing on rounds two, three, four. You know, we the last, the last I, 15 years as a second-round pick, who have we had that has turned out? Remember Titus Young? Broyles. Wah, Broyles. Wah. Like all these uh, these Bodunk players, uh, Tavai, the linebacker we just released. Who are, you know, we need we need to start nailing on those picks. Just like everybody, every team needs to nail on a pick like that. But we, I, I just believe that we've had so many good playmakers on offense the last several years. We've wasted that talent. Give me a playmaker on defense. Give me a difference maker. Like I said, that puts fear into that quarterback or that running back that says, "Hey, we gotta stay away from the left side. We gotta stay away from the strong side because he's over there, or we gotta stay away from." Uh, the X receiver because he's blanketed all day long. So give me, give me something like that, and I'll be, I'll be way more excited. Yeah, you know, I it's more exciting for Lions fans right now because at least you guys are at the beginning of your rebuild. As a Packers fan, as much as I like to talk trash and say we follow up Hall of Fame quarterbacks with another Hall of Fame quarterback, it's disheartening to see your team come out and not even score a touchdown, barely make it over the fifty yard line. Yeah, and. No, but they because this is the end for Green Bay. Like we're we're on a rebuild if it doesn't work this year. And, and, and they should. It's do or die. I, you know, love is gonna be okay. Yeah, love's gonna be okay. But it's still an aging team. You know, these guys are in their prime for Green Bay. So mm-hmm. if it does not work out, I think you're right. I think it's time for see you later. However, they went through this weird little scenario the last couple of years. Every single season where they go through the motions and oh, is Aaron Rodgers getting? Is he getting along with Lissler and? Uh, blah blah blah. Are they play. Cram it up your cram. Hold it up. Are they, are they calling the right plays and all this stuff? And blah, blah, blah. Oh, how's their relationship? Is Aaron just gonna ignore all this? You know. And then they figure it out. And but like you said, we'll let's talk about this in week six. See where they're at. We'll see where, where the rest of the division is. I'm interested in Chicago a little bit. Fields yeah. Fields is dabbling already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fields got on the field a little bit. You know, had a ten yard touchdown run. Minnesota. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Delvin Cook and Justin, well, Thielen had two touchdowns, which yeah, I thought he's, was he's really a pro. Weird. You know, he's a pro. Uh, Delvin Cook's going to be one of the bright spots. I'm not worried about the. He had a great defense, what, two years ago? That defense disappeared. Yeah. Disappeared. So. You know? And one thing I feel like, other than the Green Bay Packers the last couple of years, the NFC North has always been won by a team that anchors with the defense. And, and you know, the Bears always had always had a top-notch defense. Well, you know, as much as Tom Brady is awesome and he's got all those weapons on his offense, look at that defensive side of the ball. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Look at the Rams going to the Super Bowl a couple years. Look at that defensive side of the ball. Still with that defensive side of the ball. Look at Kansas City. As much as they have all the talent on offense, they upgrade their defense. It's it's what's it's what gets you there. Now, not, you know, one thing I always respect about New England is they didn't always have the best defense, but they had a contained defense, right? They kept everything underneath you. They didn't give up any big plays. Mm-hmm. On offense, they had a running back by committee type of deal, but they always used they, – they threw the ball a shit ton. Yeah. But they, you know, a little screen pass here. That, that was their running game. And it's okay to do that. But, you know, if you don't have an identity on defense, it, that doesn't help your offense. So, you know, moving forward, I think, you know – if Green Bay falters and takes a shit, my pick of Lions going, you know, 500 looks pretty damn good there, Kyle. It does, it does. And my pick of Green Bay uh, going to the playoff looks pretty terrible. Oh, hey, and also, Logan Thomas scored a touchdown, Kyle. He did. I saw it. It was pretty. But Fitz, Fitzmagic is out, what, six to eight weeks? Yeah. 
I like I like them going with Taylor Heineke. He is the future there, and that defense can keep them in games. You know, Heineke almost beat Tampa Bay last year in the playoffs. True. By just doing, just keeping it the way that front seven is is out of control. They have a Chase Young and uh, Sweat on the other side. Woo wee! Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. All right, and like we said before, we're now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Like yeah. us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Hit all the subscribe buttons. Download us. Fill out a review. You know, me and Sox very much enjoy doing this. We're hoping you guys are enjoying everything. That we Join the Dirty Harry Sanchez fan club. You we, Dirty Harrys. We hope that everyone's enjoying listening to us, and we appreciate you if you're coming back week after week listening to a couple sports nerds just doing what they love. Yeah, and if you're one of our buddies... Trying to get on this show. Take a number, bitch. Yeah. All right. We'll see everybody next week where we will cover WW, our top 10 favorite WWE finishing moves. We'll have the debut of our NASCAR segment, Turn and Left. And we'll talk to the handsome. I'm not prepared for any of that, Kyle. Yeah. Well, we'll get it figured out. Thanks for listening. As always, it sucks. That's Pound Cake. Peace. on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Spinebuster Sports. Spinebuster Sports. Hit the buttons. You nerdies. <laughs>